2: This is Believe in Vikings with BMAC and Baker. I am your host, Dustin Baker. We have a regular show tonight with the whole gang. We, we think we'll be in the house. Brian McKinney, Sally from Minneapolis, Ron Saw, and of course, Dustin Baker. I am here. We're going to chat about uh, some of these weekly Vikings topics. Uh, let's talk about some cap space, whether or not Vikings will just roll over about 9 million bucks for the following year. Talk about how we'd react to a Wolves like trade that went down this past week, where the Timberwolves gave up a bunch to get a bona fide man in the middle to contend for a championship. Maybe a little KJ Osborne talk, just a typical July couple weeks out of training camp, Viking show. That's on the docket. We got you covered there. Um, But first, as always, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals, Major League Baseball, and Fighting News, or even next season's NFL early future bets. At betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That is BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. The whole gang is back and intact on July 6th. Uh, we're going to talk about some Vikings cap space stuff. Some of the Wolves trade, we'll let that bleed over into the Vikings and maybe try to think of an equivalent or something like that. But I first want to know, Bryant, how was your 4th of July? What did you do, big man?
1: Um, My 4th of July was actually relaxing because I did everything like lead me up to it. So I did nothing but relax and recover and try to regain my voice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have friends in town, so I basically hung out with them um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And by the time Monday came, I just wasn't in the mood to really do much, but just kind of lounge.
2: Was this uh, NFL Miami friends or was this just some of the other friends? It
1: was just friends that were coming to town from like um, Philly and Atlanta and everything. They all wanted to come to Miami. So, yeah, I kind of like was a tour guide. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that best. can be tiring.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very tiring. And I get entertain about all weekend long. And then mm-hmm. by the time 4th of July I got here, I was just like, I'm over it.
3: Yeah, you can't let people down that are coming to visit from out of town and they expect mm. a certain level of entertainment from you, I bet.
1: Right, well, they watch my Instagram, so they're like, when, <laughs> when I get there, we do some of these things. Right. You're like, shit, I got a
3: <laughs> yeah, high gotta, standard. You got to have that voice rested for your... Uh,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, I can't sound like this.
3: That's your moneymaker well, these days.
1: <laughs> Sally, I
2: know, I know right. you've been traveling over the past uh, four or five weeks. What, what were you doing for the fourth?
3: Me? Yeah. I didn't do anything. Oh. Um, stayed
2: safe in Minneapolis? I'm,
3: I'm a little down on, you know, that celebration right now, so. I hear you. I just took it easy.
2: Do your dogs um, trip over the fireworks?
3: One doesn't do super well, and of course, being the terrible mother that i am i forgot to order his uh cbd so he wasn't having a great time but we didn't actually have as much fireworks as normal around here so that was good
2: okay fair enough and ron ron did you do something or did you take it easy as well you're on mute good you're on mute
0: the Mute Monster guy. Yeah, I had a crying kid in the background, so <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> we started. Um, no, but, you know, we just, just stayed busy with the kids, um, took or went out to Hudson where one of my wife's co-workers um, always has a big uh, kind of blowout, um, just big, a lot of fireworks and stuff. So we were able to stay out and enjoy that and then just kind of kept it easy the rest of the 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 rest of the weekend or Sunday and Monday, um, got together with friends and pretty much just had the kids playing together so um that part was good um you know relaxing not so much when you when you have kids but uh um but yeah no all fun nonetheless but yeah kind of in the same boat as sally where it doesn't feel uh <laughs> the the celebration is not always the you know doesn't mean what it really says and you know then again you have another two shootouts and uh but let's all be free yeah yeah
3: it gets you down but yeah, anyway yeah. let's break it back up yeah. uh, so,
0: in
2: uh, uh where i live where i live in uh, harrisburg south dakota which is a suburb of sioux falls if, if you want to call it that we have a, a big show that lasts about 20 minutes like a half a mile from from us at a park so we always know where to go to get a sweet spot and we hang out and watch the fireworks and that's about it um, so a little, a little bit of fanfare there, but I also have an 11 year old and a five year old at home. So they were all about the fireworks. Yeah. All right. Last time well, we were on the show. Sorry, Sally, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, I think Brian needs to fill the listeners in on his, uh, AGT update.
2: All right, let's hear it. What's, what's
1: the latest news on? AGT? Uh, um, we're scheduled to be out there in the July, July 28th to the 11th. Um, definitely. Definitely gonna be on here promoting it because we need people to vote. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we go on, um, and um, also got a text message that um, during the ESPYS, the Bronze Company is having an event, and they're looking to possibly have the NFL Choir, you know, do something in it too. So we're just waiting for confirmation there.
3: You said the ESPYS?
1: Yeah, he's having oh a, wow. something for the company. The weekend of ESPYS must be like the weekend of like the 16th or something. I don't know.
3: Oh, that would be so cool! Yeah.
1: But he's having something. Um, I guess during the week on the 19th, and um, they inquired about the choir. Jeez, this is awesome! <laughs> now people want the choir to sing everywhere now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I said, "This is yeah. your new. This is your new gig. It's your new money maker." Right.
1: Are you booking
0: weddings yet, or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
3: would, would
1: book nice. y'all for a wedding.
2: <laughs> the uh sps are on the 20th and i only know that right so the
1: event he's at is on the 19th okay yeah
2: i only know that because anthony barr is nominated for one of the humanitarian awards
1: okay
2: yep and yeah uh, and yeah i i'm weird and i know that shit about the vikings so uh <laughs>
3: speaking of anthony barr mm-hmm. eric kendricks got married this weekend
2: i saw a picture of that okay and, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah
3: it looked so fun (laughs) where was it um i think oh my gosh it's it's, uh, it was in napa
2: oh okay
3: um and anthony barr was there anthony harris harrison smith you know all those guys were there a few of them were in the wedding yeah obviously anthony barr was in the wedding um looked like a great time so congrats to them
2: yeah all of those uh dudes are tying the knot wasn't was, was hit, uh, Eric uh, was Harrison Smith's last year or two years ago?
3: I it was say, last year. It was last year, but I want to say, yeah, it had to be last year. I was going to say it was in the winter, but that wouldn't make sense.
2: No, it was about this time. Schedule. I, remember, I remember seeing it, trying to figure out if it was the real deal or if it was an old picture. And so, yeah, <clears throat> both those dudes hit about 30 years old and <laughs> t- tied the knot.
3: Well, Anthony Harris just got engaged, too. Oh,
2: I didn't know that one. Either. Okay. Yeah.
1: That is
3: Yeah, I think she's from Minnesota. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, here.
1: So we all were hanging out um, here like a month or two, about two months ago, maybe.
3: Because he lives in Miami now, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Anthony Harris Um, does.
2: He signed with the Dolphins. No, he's on the Eagles.
1: He's with the Eagles, but he lives in in Miami. He lives in there. He lives here in Austin. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
2: So he's he's got like a little Bryant McKinney story there with the Philly and Miami ties. what else yeah. Sally keep us keep them coming here
3: um yeah there's a lot going on I um but yeah they were posting it all over Instagram that's how and it just looked like the most fun wedding ever but he's been with his he's been with Ali his wife now forever I think they met at UCLA okay
2: so yeah, so, yeah that would be it was time yeah
3: <laughs> it was time Excellent. Uh, so.
2: so, Bryant, uh, we broke the news to you last week that Adrian Peterson was going to box Le'Veon Bell. Did you get a chance to touch base with him?
1: Me and him are scheduled to talk tomorrow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I still feel like the fight is quiet. I thought I was going to hear more but I guess because it's a weekend,
2: like yeah. a, a
1: holiday weekend. I've I've seen things about it, though, but I was just waiting to hear more about it or even Sports Channel talk about it. You feel like, have they talked about it? I don't feel like it may have. No,
2: there was a poster that was released about three days ago, one of the promo poster. It's it's like a, I don't know, maybe I'm selling it short. It's it's a YouTube like promotion fight. Like mm. so I don't know if it has like the same smoke that an MGM type of thing would have, and maybe that's why. And it's also just an exhibition. I beside when Frank Gore stepped into the ring, the only thing I remember is that he was going to do it, and then he won, and that was it. So
1: I think a lot of people I can see was like to see those like Exhibition type of things like they like to see athletes do other things outside of their sport, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, even when they used to have like jog jams, you would see like the rappers playing basketball, just things like that You see everybody do different things. People like that.
3: Well, and like golf, how, um, like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, right? Uh, what do they call that? The play,
0: uh, I uh, the
3: match, right? Yeah, oh, the match. You know yeah, people loved yeah. watching that. Yeah, um, I think
0: it's because you like to see people who are elite athletes outside of their element because they look a little more human at that point now okay. I don't know how you know you get two guys the size of of Le'Veon and Adrian boxing where you know clearly they're not normal human beings anyways and you put them and let them just beat the hell out of each other but uh um you know when it comes to like golf and granted those guys are all good golfers anyways it's like hey they hit it into the woods I do that all
3: the time yeah
1: so. <laughs> well they need a form more for tennis because i play? Yeah, they do. <laughs> that is they what they need. They would not to see me on the tennis court. Yeah. Believe that.
3: Yeah. Well, I was about to ask you if you would ever do a fight, but you can't risk it. You have too many other activities. At <laughs> the choir, and you have tennis. So we need to find someone to play tennis with you
0: yeah but that'd be back to the fight i'd like to see that person that would sign up with a yeah. fight because you're not it's not like you're going to be doing you know, somebody the holes, said it like. to me
1: before and they were like this and they like see me and shaq fight
3: <laughs> you and shaq
1: dude oh like the back to shaq God. show
3: oh gosh well yeah, shaq's not not
0: in the shape he was in his playing days where it seems like you've gotten in with all the activities and everything like you're you're what like those typical offensive linemen where you're probably losing weight. Where it looks like yeah. Shaq is bulked up quite a bit, so yeah. not necessarily a good way either. <laughs> yeah,
2: Sally. Last week I, I asked him if he would consider stepping into the ring for the right price, and he said, "Well, I'd be a heavyweight compared to those guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: when it so comes Dustin, to boxing, yeah, are you saying it's not a pay per view? Then it's just on no. YouTube? It is no.
0: It is pay per view, oh. but they'll like, find their way to make money off of it. Yeah, like it's it's.
2: It's not like quite like you'd the Vegas type of promotion, like 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 right. a Floyd Mayweather fight or some shit like sure. that. It's yeah, just it's an
0: undercard for yeah. sure. But Yeah, it's, it's
2: a YouTube sponsored event, which you can't sell short and be like, oh, it's just YouTube. But uh, I think the reason that it's not like uh, McGregor versus Mayweather is because it's just two amateurs, free, free agent football players yeah. right. on, a, on a YouTube thing in Los
0: Angeles.
3: And I wonder if they're going to have other fights too, because that's probably going to be a lot of money just for one fight.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it not be go a, that long. There will be a full slate, uh, but these will be the most known names on it, other than yeah. whatever the headline
3: is. Sally, well, we, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see them talk crap.
0: We said,
2: <laughs> like, because <laughs> there, there are gambling odds on this, and yeah. Lavian's favored. And unsurprisingly, on this show, we aren't convinced that Adrian's just going to be a walkover because he's—he seems like more of a more of a beast than Le'Veon. He's seven years older, I think. But
3: that's what I was going to say. Is it just an age thing? Yeah, mm size-wise, they're pretty comparable, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: All right. What? What what, Yeah. What about Adrian? Oh yeah, I think we all do. Man. Yeah, yeah. It would be kind of weird for this show to be pro <laughs> Bell, <laughs> especially in this somewhat meaningless capacity. Uh, Brian, I was going to ask you about this. This is just a tiny little thing that I saw on Twitter. Uh, Antoine Winfield was at the World Series of Poker, and I was wondering if he, if he was a poker guy back back when you when you knew him intimately. Earlier. There was some game called
1: Ray that everybody used to play. <laughs> so like him and all of them, they were they would play that. You know what was it called? Uh, Bou-ray. ray Okay, I've never heard of that. I'm a, I haven't like, heard of any. I don't know why I a, like all athletes know this game, but like you asked anybody else, I don't <laughs> really know what the ray is.
0: That's the but, one that uh Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden, you know, taking it to the NBA okay. side where yeah, but they I, I got don't in know their disagreement. Game, but
1: like like all the athletes know it. Yeah, but, um, all the athletes are yeah, I have no idea how to game. play it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> right. It's a card game that um people played. And so I could see him going transition from transitioning from Blu-ray to poker. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he uh, they, there was a like poker blah 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 dot com that had a picture of him up, and then I googled it to see if this was new, and it looks like he's been doing it for about six years, and um, he retired in twenty thirteen, I think. So, I don't know. I don't know how he did. I think the event started on July third, and it goes three or four. How many
1: days. years did he play? He retired in twenty
2: thirteen. Oh yeah, he uh, nine for the Vikings and four for the Bills. And then, you know,
0: along the same lines, um, you know. Brian, I'm, I'm sure you remember the, at least the name, uh, Richard Seymour, he kind of did the same path where he went the yeah. poker out and he actually, um, on all accounts turned himself into a pretty good poker player. And, uh, um, I guess, you know, when he got the bankroll and you have the time and obviously, you know, to be a pro athlete, you have to have that dedication to learn a skill set, and that's mm-hmm. you practice enough on anything. Um, you can get better at it. So yeah, I saw that Winfield doing the world series and, uh, I haven't seen any of the tv coverage to see if he did anything but um it's, it's cool to see names that you recognize uh you know right, make, again up. making that transition yeah like doing something that theoretically we could all do um <laughs> if we had the, you know do <laughs> you have the funds but uh yeah so yeah, i didn't see.
3: i would have never guessed that boo ray was spelled this way b-o-u-r-r-e and it's popular in Louisiana, similar to spades, but even this says it's a popular game for pro athletes to play during flights and road trips.
1: Really? Yeah. Exactly when they play it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it's a gambling, it's a gambling game. So oh, okay. that's pretty cool. But Might on have to spades?
1: learn. Don't game on spades though, but I don't know. what Did you never, say? I never knew how to play. I never Oh, like spades, that. me
3: neither. Me neither. You Why can't? not? To play
1: spades, but I never learned how to play boo play? Why bo- not? I'm not trying to think no more. Like, i do not the whole game and everything. I'm trying to relax, take a nap. You play yeah. poker, Brian? Um, you play poker at all? No, I never played poker before either. I'm not playing space. Okay.
2: All right. Fair mm. enough. Uh, Winfield uh, played 14 years in the NFL, nine with the Vikings, five with the Bills, retired at age 35 after M- Adrian's MVP season. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, Brian. I, I've probably asked you this before. This is kind of along the same lines. What do football players normally do, generally speaking, in July? Do they hang out? Do they party? Do they tr- train? Like before training camp, what does what a what a, what does a football player do?
1: Uh, both training, go on a last minute vacation, um, hang out. Uh, yeah, so you still getting your training in, but you also want to take your little last minute vacations because once uh, the last week of July comes. Um, it's is day for the next like two weeks, two and a half <laughs> weeks for sure. <laughs> do most of them. like you have no attachment to the outside world. You don't really know what's going on because everything is is football for like the first like two and a half weeks.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't think they stay in dorms and stuff like that no more, right? They're probably able to go. I don't know what they do now, but I the know we didn't have stuff. no. Okay, I know we didn't have any anything to do with the outside world. Pretty much, you did. You weren't watching TV like. It was like yeah. all football. Like you didn't know what was going on. Every day seemed the same as that day.
2: Yeah, and for the most, for the most part, in the spring and summer, do do they stay in shape? Do they train, or do, do they go balls to the wall? And, to I
1: think they up? um. Once you start back your all season workouts in April, like you're working yourself back mm-hmm. into shape. Everybody's getting back into shape. Okay, and then you have your OTAs. So now you're getting used to having helmets back on again too. Because you know you go without them helmets, you put them back on. Your neck is used to holding that up too. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have the helmets on at the practice to you get your neck used to holding it up and you know doing all those exercises and then um I think the whole process is just gradually working yourself back into that playing shape. And then you get like that six week break from mid-June to the end of um July of right now, yeah. Just take another break, and that's more mental. But at that point, now put yourself in a position where you had many camps and all those things and you you have a certain amount of condition on you, so you want to kind of just try to maintain it because. It's hard to do things to put yourself in football shape because football shape is can't really be simulated because you're not pushing anybody around physically, like you know what I mean. But you just wind wise, just keep yourself in some type of shape that you're not winded. But football shape, and that's why like a lot of people feel like you need a certain amount of training camp or something. And in some people it saves it. I feel like as you get older, maybe you don't probably need it as much though But it's a certain part of you you're gonna need. Like you can't just jump in a season. And it's like, you can just be in a like certain level of shape. Like you got to play yourself into some type of shape. And with that, I'm sure there's a ramp up
0: period. Like, you know, when you're off and you're trying to, you're like, all right, I'm two weeks out of training camp or whatever, a month out where you kind of have to get to a certain point where you're comfortable to start training camp. But does that like, is that something that's a routine every summer or is it as you get older, and the longer you play that you kind of have to adjust that? year after year and kind of just play it by ear on how you and your own body feel.
1: I think a lot of people have routines and they try to just stick to their routines personally and they do what they're used to. Um, Some people as they get older, like um, learn more things about their body themselves, nutrition, and then they'll try to incorporate that. So it just depends on the person.
3: Gotcha. How, how important would you say training camp is chemistry wise with your teammates?
1: I think um, I think you you do need it to a certain degree, um, just because chemistry wise, getting used to playing, especially offensive line, getting used to playing with the person next to you and having that rhythm, and even with receivers and and um, quarterbacks is getting the timing down of throws and passes. Like I mean, throws and catches, um, it's a timing things too. I mean, like, to me, mainly on offense. Because so offense, you got to remember, offense. Everybody has to be on the same page um, for you know to play to work. But defense, like everybody can blow coverage or an interception can happen or a sack can happen, and it's a big play. So offense, I feel like you, it's more, it's more needed there.
3: Yeah. Well, Mankato training camp is a whole other world than now for sure. I think the only players yeah, that yeah, I think the only players that do the dorms anymore is the teams that have training camp out of town.
1: Okay, so so these guys are able to go home now?
3: Yeah, because the facility is in Egan, which is right by where they live now.
1: Okay. Um. See, at the time, they would have us go to Mankato just to eliminate distractions because they didn't want, you know, family, friends being there to distract you, or keep you up late at night, and all those type of things. So, it was like, just to eliminate distractions for two weeks, we're going to bring you down to Mankato, where there's nothing here but Walmart, a nice pizza place. <laughs> I forget what the pizza place is called. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, I don't I can't think of what it's called right now either, but the pizza place, yeah. Yeah.
2: Brian, what about uh <clears throat> training camp like in 2006 with Childress versus the one with Tice are training camps different markedly
1: per coach? Well, even when you get a new coach, um once you get a, like a first year like new coach, he can require more OTAs, which I was like, "Oh gosh, we got a new coach, so that means <laughs> He had to be there longer and have more OTAs. But, um, yeah, uh, coaches. I feel like all coaches want to come in with their scheme and their rules and how things can, can go. I think Coach Tice, by him being more of a player coach, he could look and sense better of how people start. Now, Tice would dog us out sometimes in practice, and that's how we had a season where we start out 7-0 and and then you know go down here because – he had already had us into a certain degree of shape but we were burning out because it was like, okay, love the gas. But um Coach Shoulders, I think he just was coming and trying to just do a lot of things different. And one thing about Coach Tice, he always knew like, okay, let me get him a break, but he also um made sure that we worked. And when Coach Tice was there too, it was time were a little different because you still could have two days. But by yeah. the time Coach Sugar was there, it was only one a day. Yeah, was
3: that a bargaining agreement thing?
1: Yeah, they changed yeah. that from going, they changed that from college and um, the pros where you couldn't do two days anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I just uh, I was making sure randomly, Mc- Bryant, that uh, you were already in Baltimore by 2011 and you were, and then I noticed that you only played 12 games in 2008, and that's because you got suspended, right?
1: Was that suspension bullshit? 2008? Yeah. Oh, in Minnesota, yeah, it was. Yeah. And the thing about it was you suspend me and I still got paid. So that's what <laughs> <laughs> I got paid because I didn't nothing really happen. Like you just tried to suspend me before you could get like, you know, the verdict of what took place outside of the situation. So I mean, I was like, well, I got suspended, I got a pay suspension. So I was off from working for four weeks, but I got paid like I was there. Really?
3: Four weeks?
1: Yeah, that was a brawl. They mm-hmm. it, the right? first What'd you do. It was a fight. Got into a, an alleged fight, but that didn't start it. <laughs> oh,
3: was that at the gas station?
1: Oh, that was at I, you know what I just talked about that too. No, the gas station never got into a fight. At the gas station at the time, it was um somebody else had got into a fight there. And me and Marcus Johnson were inside and we ordered our food. It's called like Bob and Steve's. Bobby or something and like Steve's, that. yeah. Right. So we ordered food. Some random people that we don't know got into a fight. The man, the owner, whoever the manager, whatever, he called police. But when the police came, he asked everybody to leave out the store. But the guy who called the police said, y'all, y'all don't have to leave because your food is almost done. So me and Marcus stood at the you know, at the thing. And I just was like, I ain't going to make eye contact. But all of a sudden, I heard somebody say, didn't I say that? Da, da, da? And I told and I said what well, he said. And he was like, let's go. And it was like, the guy was like, um, I guess trying to tell us, you know, to, was trying to explain to them that he was the one who told us to say. But I'm going to tell you what's funny what happened with that. That's another thing that got dropped. Some random kid, I don't even know who the kid was from his day, and they went to University of Minnesota, had videoed the whole thing and turned it in. And was like, those guys are doing absolutely nothing. And that got dropped because of somebody who went to um, uh, Minnesota. And he he sent the video in and it was like, they, they wasn't even doing anything.
3: Oh, wow. Because this was the Bobby
1: and Steve's by the Metrodome, right?
0: Like Bobby, right yeah. there on Washington Ave or, you know, University or Washington, whatever.
3: It's
1: Washington, yeah. Yeah. So luckily a random person was there. And, <laughs> yeah. And recorded it and sent it in. And so that's why to... that just went away. But when it goes out in the news, it's like, I said I knew all oh, that. that. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, especially then. Especially but Whoever then. says like, well, <laughs> randomly they just got, you know, the cop came to them because he we was trying to kick everybody out. But we were told to stay in there because our food was almost done. So we didn't know what to do, man. You called the <laughs> cop and said, but you didn't feel no way about us being there because you said our food was almost done. We waited. But the cop didn't know that, so he tried to explain it. And the cop was just like, and I heard the cop in the car come out, guess who I got back here? And the guy to the other cop, he said, who's that, Brian McKinney? So like, you're just being a jerk at this point because <laughs> you're bragging to your friend over there, and then yeah. guess what? Everything had to got dropped because of a student who's outside who was like, I guess, videoed and whatever, and just showed everything, and it got dropped. What about? So we can search that and then show you, and probably tell you about a student turned in the video and it got dropped. What about, uh... But that didn't make news, though.
3: <laughs> Did you get arrested?
1: Yes, he took us to
3: And booked in the jail and all that? What?
1: <laughs> yes, but nothing happened afterwards. Were
3: you losing your mind? Knowing I was like, nothing? what
1: is this for though? It was just like... It was just... Uh, they took me and Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> it well, was just, like, unnecessary. And we basically were hungry. We were trying to get out <laughs> It they paid for even- it and never got it.
3: <laughs> oh, no. That and kid then- was probably trying to get famous on TMZ or something for sending in the video, and then it was nothing.
1: <laughs> I don't even know who he sent it in to, but it, it got somebody, the right person's attention in the neighborhood we like, my dropping this." Now, were you at least
2: more to blame for the Miami brawl that you got suspended for, or was that one faultless as well?
1: Miami brawl. I actually had a brawl, but I I not initiate it. It was a security who... It was with one of the, a friend of mine, and I tried to, like, stop it, but then he slapped my phone, and then they were, like, coming after me, so I just had to defend myself. Mm. And then when they did the research on that, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was defending myself at this point. It was video cameras and stuff out there. And then um, that, too, got dropped. Jeez. And the NFL had to end up, you know, paying me for those <laughs> four weeks <laughs> I missed. So yeah. Not bad, getting a nice four-week paid vacation. That year, that year I missed, and they played the Colts. I wanted to play the White Freni at home. They played the White Freni that year, and I wanted to really play him. I hadn't played him in a while, but I missed it because I was suspended.
2: Yeah, and they uh, Vikings lost eighteen to fifteen.
3: Why did it take them four weeks to investigate something that seemed pretty
1: simple?
2: Um, I don't know. Did they just come out and suspend you because you were part I of? I think the they ball? just
1: suspended me. They didn't even, like wait to see like yeah the situation. It was just like all right, well we're just suspend you four games. Wow. Yeah, that was That's probably crazy. around that time. Where and I they was- messed up my streak because I never missed a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Oh, I'd be pissed.
1: I would have had a longer streak because I never missed a game, but I missed a game from the four games that you ended up having to pay before. But I've never missed a game in my career due to injury or nothing, so that kind of messed it up. Yeah, yeah, damn, that is. That is well,
3: strange. we have a training camp schedule.
1: <laughs> yeah, how yeah, does we,
3: everyone feel about that?
2: I lamented it last mean? week. Uh, training camp for the Vikings this year, like the dates, what and do you mean schedule? they have uh, announced like what practices are what, who can attend at what price for this year. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, I lamented it last week, Sally, because because oh. you, you were right about the Saturday night practice that's not there. And I had, no, yeah. I had, I had operated under all spring and summer that that would be there. And so the weekend that I would go, um, based on my wife, not having to take any work off and then our plans now is going to be just some chintzy non-padded
1: practice. So I don't yeah. even, I don't even so know. If is there a practice go. like that on a Friday night or something now? Monday night.
3: They made it Monday night. Monday night.
1: Yeah.
3: Weird, do do right?
1: That? Cause yeah. normally I feel like they did that practice for the fans.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. The thing. they're they're gonna probably be minus my hundred bucks what I would have spent there because I'm just well, it's
3: ten bucks. <laughs>
2: no, I, but my, my kids buy all the shit.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what that's about. It, it's always Saturday night. It was always Saturday in Mankato. I mm-hmm. think it's always been Saturday, the second Saturday. And like I told you, I had heard that they weren't going to do it then, but I didn't hear Monday and I can't figure out why they would do that. I thought there must be some sort of conflict or something because um, like I heard that it was going to be the Saturday before, which definitely didn't wouldn't have made sense either. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the schedule and they have a day practice on Saturday. So what could the conflict be? I don't know.
0: What's the but, date of that?
3: August 8th, I believe. Mm hmm. Yeah so no Monday night it. that's gonna be kind of weird, but um
0: <laughs>
2: yeah and
3: then they play the 49ers.
2: Yep, they get a scrimmage. So that'll be cool
3: mm-hmm.
1: in the preseason.
2: Uh th- that and like uh practice scrimmage
1: okay. for two days. Yep. Mm-hmm. How did that how did it get to the 49ers? What happened to Kansas City?
2: Uh well it was Denver last year, probably because Peyton oh. went there, and I'm gonna guess that this is just a Backroom deal with Kwesi's employer for six years in San Francisco. Just to guess. Okay. Yeah, that's where he he spent most of his NFL career um with the 49ers and he spent two years with the Browns. And now he's here.
3: So, Speaking of the Browns, Baker Mayfield yeah. out. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah.
0: That quarterback room in Carolina is uh is pretty comical when you look it's at deep. It. And how, <laughs> just how they uh how they went from from cam to teddy to trading teddy to or to get darnold like it's hilarious to watch how it all played out and to have the number one and three picks in the same draft from four years ago so
2: (laughs) yeah now they have baker mayfield sam darnold rookie matt corral pj walker and some dude named cheek davis (laughs) cheek yeah, like
0: like an ass cheek. Yep, cheek Davis.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, for a fifth round conditional pick, why not? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. For him, absolutely. Yeah, and Matt rule trying to save his
2: job. And the Browns are paying for about seventy percent of his salary. Wow. Yeah. So really. It, yeah, he took a little bit of a pay cut, I think, for the deal to get wiggled with the numbers, probably under wow. the, like the guys that you're going to be the starter. So will you please do this? But I think the lesson to take away is that. In the February, March, and April, the quarterback carousel trade market is just astronomical, like in terms yep. of what you can get. But if yep. you wait, wait for that shit until the summer when there's only two teams left, the Seahawks and the Panthers, it's just pennies on the dollar. Because yeah, I uh I tweeted about you know the Vikings paid more for Chris Herndon than I saw that than the Panthers did <laughs> for a QB one. And this it was the same price as we traded for that Kerry Bardvik guy three years ago, yeah. fifth rounder. So.
3: Well, I mean, they kind of blew it. I mean, that relationship was so fractured. Uh, the other teams had all the leverage, anyways. There, mm-hmm. you know. So.
2: So yeah, the Browns might be paying for Watson and Mayfield, but starting Jacoby Brissett for a lot of the season. Very, very weird.
3: Kev Stefanski, uh, how <laughs> the mighty have fallen, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of trades, uh, let's transition to a couple, eh, somewhat. Recent or current Vikings topics. I want to ask you this, Sally. So when we get to our one of our August shows, uh, I joked a couple weeks ago that you're probably gonna predict nine and eight record or eight and nine or <laughs> something like
3: that. Whatever. I hope not. I hate the middle yeah.
2: whatever record, is most yeah. mediocre, you'll probably predict. No. Uh, but here, here's my question, and it's it might be tricky because I can't give you names, but if if that shit happens again and it's nine and eight and they get the eight seed and blah blah blah, and they're gonna have to figure out a way to trade cousins to a place that he can send. Would you endorse a Wolves-like trade by the Vikings to really shake it up in a seismic way, to do something emphatic?
3: Well, it's difficult, I feel like, to compare the NFL to the NBA in that way, as I'm sure you guys agree, just because if you're giving up so many key pieces in the NFL for, say, like a quarterback... You know, then you're going to struggle at those positions that you gave up, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. how and also as far as the draft picks go, a first round draft pick in the NFL is typically a lot more valuable than a middle to late draft pick in the NBA and if they really believe that the Wolves are on the track of where they're going to be making the playoffs year after year, their draft picks aren't going to be that valuable. So um, I guess it really depends on who the player was, but I would be inclined to say no.
2: Really? Okay. Even I don't for, know. It
3: depends who it is. If it right? would have been like and what like, you're like, giving up. Like if you're giving up, like I guess the players that the wolves game gave up were kind of role players, and you know, Pat Bev so I don't know.
2: Would you have done the same trade that the Broncos did for Russell Wilson?
3: Oh my God. Remind me what picks they gave up for him. Um,
2: well,
3: it was I'm, a lot. I know.
0: What was it? It's like like the, three first rounders.
2: That's I what I thought. Two or three first Noah Fant. Um, some other. With
3: the Broncos. I think I would just because they, they the rest of their roster is really good. Yeah. But I it, mean, especially the defense, right? Like, with them, I feel like they were kind of they a quarterback would take them to the next level, especially in their division.
0: I feel like though they're last year at this point, you could make the argument about their defense kind of being elite, but they've lost a lot of pieces since then. Obviously, Von Miller leaving, um, Shelby Harris was one of the guys that got yeah. traded. He was um, you know, a big piece of that defense as well. Um, you know, obviously they have Sertain in there and um Justin Simmons is an elite safety, but They've kind of uh, like lost a, quite a bit of pieces um, over the past couple of years. Um, and even offensively, it's uh, like yeah, no Fant, whatever. he's hasn't moved the needle a whole lot, but he's still a young tight end that can stretch the field in the middle. And then to leave it up to Albert uh, o, o, we'll just call him Albert O, because that's what they call him, um, <laughs> just based on his measurables. Um, granted, Wilson's never utilized the tight end anyways um you know but i mean for the broncos i get it you make that move if, if you're the vikings i don't think um you make a move like that because yeah like sally said it's first round picks in the nba are completely different than in the nfl um you they're obviously more valuable and to get rid of a lot of uh, players like that um and Draft capital, um, again, under the demise or under knowing that you already have Kirk Cousins in that contract, so to wrap up close to $50 million in the salary of a quarterback just by getting rid of Kirk um, as well as players on top of that, um, I wouldn't have been for that because we had, I would say, more holes than what the Broncos had when the trade went down, although the Vikings have filled quite a bit of those um, since the draft and in free agency.
2: So you're okay with the wolves trade, but probably. Oh, I would. love it
0: because first round, if you put the name, Josh Okogie to five or to whatever, all the four first round picks, it means absolute nothing. Um, and the players that they got rid of, they, they were in a unique spot that the, they had, you know, getting into wolves fan line here, but like getting a <laughs> unique spot, they actually had depth on the team. And I would saying all along, like they need to consolidate some of this depth to get um, a, a starter to pair alongside cat. And, they went out and they not, not only just made a move, they went and made a huge impact move that's going to make it uh, um, a lot of fun as a Wolves fan. And as season ticket holder, I was yeah. at the Go Bear press conference today. So um, oh, that was, uh, that, that was uh yeah, it was, they, they send out an email and it's just like, I work in North Minneapolis. So close to it. I'm like, Hey, who wants to go with me? Let's check it out on the way home from work. So, um, awesome. but, uh, Yeah, so I'm all for that move, but also um, on the football side, bringing it back there, it's hard to find one guy to plug in that's going to be an absolute outside a quarterback that's Mm going to be an absolute impact player right away. And it's just, you know, even if you bring in, let's say it's an Aaron Donald, if you want to be equivalent of a defensive player and a defensive player, Aaron Donald, yes, he impacts a game in so many ways that don't show up on the stat um, on stat book, but. Is that gonna elevate you and bring you this Vikings team or the current the latest iteration of Vikings team into that Super Bowl conversation? Probably not with the pieces that you would have to get rid of in the draft capital. So it's a lot harder to compare those. Um the the way that the trades take place. Uh, but if you look at it as we're trading a starting right guard who in Oli Udo, and just because guys start, like mm-hmm. then it's hey, you can get an upgrade just by again, seeing what else can fill in.
2: Neither one of you is shaky about saying all those picks will just be lower first anyway. Like, that, just, it seems like dangerous thinking. That's what the Lakers said too.
0: It is. And it's, you know, the Minnesota, I I just hate when people refer to it as like, it's like a Herschel Walker trade because it's (laughs) not, Um, it's absolutely not. Um, And even when you look at the history of the Timberwolves drafting, like again, just outside of how bad they've missed, take their last five or six draft classes or draft picks that weren't the number one overall pick. And they're all pretty much hot garbage. Um, like I think Joshua Kogi is the only one that was on, that was on the team for multiple years. Everyone else, you know, it was Chris Dunn. It was, Oh geez. I don't know. Justin Patton, like guys who didn't do much. Now you can hit on guys late in the draft. Obviously Desmond Bain out of Memphis is a good example. And um, you know, some of the other guys that, that are there, but, the likelihood of you finding that guy based on their history and based on where you potentially may be picking, it's not going to be there. And what then people forget is you can always, pa- if, if it's not working out, you can then package the guys you have on your current roster and, uh, and get picks back um, at some point within the next, you know, seven years or whatever it is. All right, Sally. So
2: I'm
3: changing my mind for a second though. <laughs> Cause the closest thing that I can probably compare this to for Vikings wise is if you is 2016 when Teddy went down, Mm -hmm. right. And they traded for Sam Bradford, obviously they gave up so much less than we're talking about with the wolves here. But I, at that point coming off winning the division in 2015, to me, their window was the widest it's been in how long, I mean, Since 2009, six
2: years at that point. Yep.
3: Right. I mean, that team was young enough, talented enough. And they, like I said, they had just won the division. I would have been okay in that situation with Teddy going down. If you want to give away three first round draft picks for maybe, I mean, even for Sam Bradford, I guess like it didn't work out, but when you're that close, I feel like you have to take a risk like that. Um, And I, obviously I was, destroyed when the sam bradford <laughs> thing happened for like a couple days and then it's like this is what they have to do it didn't work out obviously but you have to use oh take advantage of the windows when they're open i think
0: well, you could and it see- would have been really hard as a fan to get behind a sean hill led offense for an entire 17 or 16 games at the time and you can um, that would have been nowhere <laughs>
2: you can see precisely why they did it because they got to where they almost wanted to be the following year. I mean, of course it didn't have Bradford there, but the defense was nearing the peak of its powers in terms of athleticism and the the players in their prime age. And so Spielman was on to something there. It's just that he picked a guy with a a bad knee, Uh, Sally. So I've got the, the Seattle trade with the Broncos and the players that were involved were Noah font, Shelby Harris and Drew Locke so here so I'm going to flip those into Vikings personalities and you tell me back in February if you would have (laughs) traded now you have to figure out something to do with cousins that's pretend but this is what you would have had to give up for Russell Wilson two first rounders two second rounders a fifth Irv Smith Jr. Dalvin Tomlinson and Kellen Mond
3: Oh well that last one with that last Normandy. name, it's an automatic no. It's an automatic no. I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't know enough about the about Denver's roster as a whole to really say, but I guess I would say yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because you're guaranteed you're guaranteed with Wilson at least six to eight years of being being in the mix.
3: Look at look at what the Rams did, how many picks mm. they've given up, and it paid off. Well, yeah, and, and then so.
2: the last two years in the NFL Super Bowl champions have been led by quarterbacks who joined a team that was just all they needed was a quarterback to win the Brady mm-hmm. Bucks Stafford Rams. If you follow suit this year, it shall be the Wilson Broncos. So,
3: yeah. Yep. All
2: right. Let's uh, let's talk about some of this cap space. Um Let's see here. So the Vikings right now by both reputable sites, the Spot Rack and over the cap, the Vikings have $11 million, but that's before they actually sign Ed Ingram and Andrew Booth, who are curiously just spinning in the wind. Um, so they should have about $9 million when it's all said and done. And you can roll over money to the next salary cap. So if Kwesi wants to put a bow on it and save it for next year, so be it. But Ron, do you expect them to use this $9 million bucks, uh this summer, or will he just sit on it?
0: I mean, I think ultimately they will, depending on what the right um, fit comes available, whether that is uh Sue or, you know, like we had mentioned before with Kyle Rudolph and me again, that's my biggest worry is just the lack of tight end two on this team. Um, so, again, doesn't have to be Rudolph, but I would like to see someone um, and obviously not at the contract that would be there because you're still going to need salary throughout the year in case there's any injuries or anything like that. Uh, but it, you don't see a team that has the aspirations, you know, to compete for a division title um, that leave that much cap room on the floor. Um, so I think they'll make something. I don't know if there's any extension in place um, or or what that would be, um, but I think they'll find one way to utilize it. Um, one area that I think to look might be the veteran kicker market, depending on who gets released, because obviously they let the, the Burkitch kid or whatever, they let him go. Um, so there goes that competition. Um, so, you know, it seems like Kwesi is definitely in the mold of looking for upgrades and he'll address them as he sees fit. So it'll be used. I just don't know where.
2: Sally, the Vikings do need a tight end too, unless they have special plans for Johnny Munt or using CJ Ham very creatively. They could probably also stand to use a third edge rusher. Do you think they'll use this nine mil in the next couple months or just save it for a rainy day? I think that they should.
0: Um and I, I think they probably would. Your headset or your microphones up. I think
3: that I think that they should, and I think that they probably eventually will. Um, remind me what's going on with Anthony Barr.
2: Anthony Barr.
3: He's still on the roster.
2: No, he Anthony, isn't. The linebacker. Anthony get, Barr?
3: Oh, okay. I guess I missed him being released. Anyway, um, well, okay. So there's not contract, get more money.
2: Anthony Barr just wasn't brought back. Oh.
3: Yep. Yeah, okay. Never mind. It I've been out of touch. And
2: he's uh he's been in the rumor mill for the Cowboys and Jets and the Cardinals. And when I had Ben Lieber on my YouTube show, he thinks that Barr is gonna retire, might retire because of a bad knee. But um, Oh,
3: okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, I think yes, and I think that they should spend it um, because they still have holes to fill, as we said, and people will be dropped after training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will also, I mean, I hope not, but there usually always is a few training camp injuries, and that is going to be need to addressed as well, depending on who that may be. Hopefully no one, but.
2: One thing that I always find strange is right now, <clears throat> Um, about a month and a half from now, the NFL will shrink like half its size, going from ninety to fifty-three in like a single day. It's like very, very odd how a team can go from half its size to from ninety to fifty-three. So, all right, well, we shall see. For tight end, to Eric Ebron's out there, Kyle Rudolph, Jimmy Graham, yada yada yada, and that would probably be an upgrade on the current roster. Sally, what is your segment for the group tonight? (sighs)
3: Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, our least favorite quarterback, our nemesis, um, just got a new tattoo, his first tattoo. I don't know if any everyone has t- had a chance to take a look at it. Brian, have you seen it?
1: Um. <laughs> okay, well,
3: um, it's very interesting. So we've got, um, it's, uh, okay, here's my thoughts on it. Um, There is a ton of line work, and it is extremely intricate and detailed. There's so much going on. Um, We've got an angry, roaring lion at a calm lion. We've got the, like, seeing eye. Um, We've got the
0: Illuminati.
3: Yeah, the Illuminati. (laughs) We've got um, the horizon with the ocean. Um, But the thing that's really standing out to me is we have the the astrology at the top. We've got a Sagittarius symbol and constellation, as well as Aquarius symbol and constellation, and Virgo. (laughs) So there's a lot going on. So I researched Aaron Rodgers' birth chart. You know, I'm I'm very into astrology. and, And unless the people who are putting up his birth chart are wrong about his place of birth and time of birth, he is not an Aquarius rising or Virgo moon. Oh boy. So he is a Sagittarius sun. <laughs> that's correct. So I'm wondering what calendar is he using for his reference? I mean, there's just so much going on here. But uh, what do you guys think? I- I'm confused.
2: Uh, my favorite tweet on the topic was somebody that said... <clears throat> That he got a tattoo that looked like a conversation with Kyrie irving
0: yeah that, that was great <laughs> yeah. it was the it was the uh the tattoo or what is it uh have you ever have you ever had what do you want a tattoo to look like or have you ever heard Kyrie irving talk say no more fam like <laughs> yeah yeah that perfect
3: was. oh i definitely get that vibe yeah
0: yeah it like the d de- hey shout out to the whoever did the tattoo because the detail is phenomenal those lions look fantastic but yeah the rest of it no idea what this is and you sound like a lot it's yeah i don't even know what the bottom is is it like supposed to be like an abstract phoenix or i don't
3: know i mean i i agree with you on the artist i've seen a lot of people uh shitting on the person who drew this i mean i don't know how you can even put this to paper there's so many ideas there is so much going on so i think the artist actually did a really good job but what do you think's going on like i've seen some players for example kyle rudolph and now this is completely different i feel like kyle rudolph one off season transformed into this guy that had uh, sleeves uh, and all of a sudden
2: Remember uh, we, we talked about 96 questions Irv. Yeah.
3: But I feel like with Kyle Rudolph, like, I feel like Irv has that personality, right? Like he has that swagger about him that tattoos yeah. on him kind of just look, they look like they belong there. Right. When Kyle Rudolph leaves like on in the offseason and comes back with two full sleeves, it was like, what? Yeah. And that's how I kind of feel about Aaron Rodgers. Like he, he's not, the guy you would look at and think he's going to have this huge tattoo on his forearm that we know
0: like- which forearm it is. Like, is it, are we going to see it every time he goes to throw the ball <laughs> like and <in> a follow through? <laughs> I,
2: I think, I, the, I think the Rogers from four years ago, this would be really weird, but the Rogers with the long hair and then the playing word games with the COVID vaccination. This one to me, this, this fits not, not in a good way, but it fits.
3: Well wait, I forgot he's got the witch girlfriend.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm.
3: There is a lot going on with him. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about. It. And isn't he uh vegan now as well?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, I bet they love him in uh, Green Bay for that.
3: But Brian, okay, let me ask you. I mean, obviously we're not judging people's like nutri- <laughs> nutrition decisions, but I mean, could you how would could you ever be a vegetarian and be an athlete, you personally? More We're not a vegetarian, a vegan. Like, I just don't know how you can get the Bryant. amount of
2: fuel. Not to ask Bryant, that one.
3: I was asking him. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're asking yeah. The
1: panel. Um, I don't know if I ever thought about, I never did think about that.
3: Cool, I so, figured
1: you did. <laughs> no. Um. And then, you know, you got to have everything like prepared and like ready and all that. Like, you don't need to be a vegan for the most part, unless at lunch you're just eating. cuz you come with your own lunch and there are lunch, you're just eating the vegetables and stuff there, eating the sides. Because all it is, they just don't eat meat, but they eat all the stuff. Because I see some vegans that are still big, and I'm like, well, why are you big? But it's like, you're still eating carbs, so. Yeah. <laughs> you say it to them? I mean, well, I one don't... of my friends, I was like, well, you kind of, you know, a big individual, but you're vegan, but you assume that vegans are going to be like, like, I don't know, slim or small, but no, you're still eating carbs, so that's why.
0: Prince Fielder was a vegan. If you don't remember who that is, then. If that guy's a vegan,
1: slim is not a word that needs to be used with, okay. with, with all the with vegans all I think around. I feel like you just <laughs> automatically assumed, because you see other people who may have been vegans who were like, you know, slim, but then it's like, and it made it seem like your digestive system and everything just moves so much better because they didn't have to digest meat, but no, you're seeing all these carbs and all this other yeah. stuff. But you are right. You're eating you th- everything that cloud of your arteries. You still got. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think on for the, on the most part, with the stereotype or not, vegetarians or vegans are usually slimmer. But I think it's because they're health conscious. It's not because they're like uh, refusing to just pig out on stuff. I think it's just because they're making the vegetable decision because they're health conscious right. and therefore aren't eating shitty foods. All right, so yeah. B Mac, you're gonna check on the feasibility of of adrian next week yep okay you you let the group know and then perhaps uh then we'll we'll tease it on instagram and twitter whether or not we have adrian for the second time but first time for for ron and sally uh anything else sally ron
3: oh geez uh no, no? i guess not i'm still i'm still staring at the tattoo so <laughs> it,
0: it, it's it got me in i would say they did a I'm good jamming.
1: job on that tattoo i looked it up too i feel like yeah. Yeah. Did, um the The detail is fantastic
3: yeah it's really good yeah i i I agree for all that those ideas but i mean yeah
1: (laughs) all right well on
2: that on rogers tattoo uh we'll be back next week with or without adrian peterson and you guys have a wonderful week
0: have a good one goal baby